Hey there, folks. This episode of the All Things Music Podcast is sponsored by Soothe Elements, providing cosmetic, massage, stress, and pain relief CBD-infused products for other professionals, wholesalers, retailers, and direct-to-consumer. Soothe Elements products have been developed under the direct supervision of a team of expert chemists who have developed several unique topical delivery systems to ensure the highest transdermal absorption of cannabinoids in our facial creams, massage oils, pain relief creams, rub. I use Soothe Elements religiously. I use their Nano 500 3000 milligram dose, which is the highest dose you could get on the open market. It's perfect. It works every time. I get amazing sleep. My restless leg syndrome is gone, just about. Um, If you have anxiety, if you have trouble sleeping, if you have... (sighs) CBD is a cure-all for almost anything these days. Um, So if you're looking for a good, reputable CBD company that uses a good formula, no fillers... Uh, everything is as it says on the bottle. Check out Soothe Elements. That is S-O-O-T-H-E elements.com. Free shipping to all orders in the United States. And if you want a 10% discount, use promo code ALLTHINGS. That is A-L-L-T-H-I-N-G-S on their website for 10% off. This episode is also sponsored by Koval's Customs Creations. As I said before, Koval's Customs Creations is your one-stop shop for t-shirts, custom mugs, custom anything you want, honestly. Anything's custom. I've got a I even got a wall decal in my office that's custom. They do an amazing job. Their orders are are done super quickly. Uh, vinyl pressing, it's just perfectly done. Doesn't matter how intricate the design. Uh, if you need something done for, as a gift or as a personal item or even for your business or even athletic team, anything like that, your local athletic team, uh, hit up Koval Custom Creations uh, on Facebook. That's C-O-V-E-L Customs Creations or their website, com. Use promo code ALLTHINGS for 10% off. Let's get this show started. <laughs> Presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. Ian's over here making his uh, signature drink every time we record a podcast. We got Mr. Pib and uh, fuck, I don't remember what the name of that is. Ron Barcelo, straight from the Dominican Republic. Um, so... Don't spill that on my floor now. <laughs> We're good. Okay. All right. The welcome to the podcast. Uh, Ryan and Ian here, continuing our countdown to all of the genres. Um, this week, we are doing electronic dance music. And if you don't know what that means, that means things like dubstep, trap, hard style, house, drum and bass. What am I missing? Uh, rum and ass. Rum and ass. That's a really good description of what Ian's doing right now. Rum and ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, this is for those that don't know. We've mentioned it a few times now. So if you haven't subscribed, um, please do so and rate five stars, Apple and Spotify. But anyways, if those that don't know, Ian and I were both 
he still is a DJ and producer. I was. I hung up the cleats uh, about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, joined a band. Kind of wanted to change things up. I do miss certain things about DJing, but at the same time, now I am much more passionate, and we mentioned this before, but I'm much more passionate about the music, the electronic dance music, because I'm not overanalyzing everything in every song anymore. It's because I haven't produced on a real substantial level in a while so it's been it's been more uh enjoying for me like when i go to raves or just listen to edm on casually it's so much more uh i don't know it's just more of an enjoyable experience than what it used to be i don't know i don't know (laughs) anyways um yeah anything you want to say about edm before we get started um well for those who know me electronic music I don't really like to call it EDM because it's. I know very, for whatever very, very reason. <laughs> let's tackle this now because I'm, I'm I don't understand EDM. The term EDM triggers the fuck out of some people, but they say don't call it EDM, but you can call it electronic dance music. That's literally the acronym. I I think it, what it is, is is the bros at Zoomies. I think they got me. The who's what now? The the bros, like the guys wearing the tank tops, oh. you know, the at the ultra music festival yeah. who try to go to like Lost Lands or something. It just I know a few of those. It's a, so <laughs> I just call it electronic music. Sure. I've always hated the term EDM just because it's I'm not trying to be picky, but it is definitely one of those stereotypes that No, I mean I understand. If you're really in the business There's a you know difference what I'm talking about. between and, and it's really easy to see the crowd between Going to a local rave and going to an insomniac event. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you have when you go to raves, you have a lot of musicians, people that really are there. And I know it is a social experience and all that, but there's a lot of people there who are there for the music. Um, there's a lot of people on, there that yeah. want to. I mean, like you know, as in Detroit at the Dead Mouse concert, there was girls that sit there talking the whole time, worrying about where they're going to get their drugs at. Uh-huh. And dude, it's like one of the, literally the greatest producers ever, mm-hmm. and possibly my favorite producer ever. Actually, it is my favorite producer ever. Is literally standing Spoiler here, alert. yeah, standing here <laughs> in front of you. Yeah. What? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, playing, yeah. and and you're worried about. Getting drugs. Sure, right. Now yeah. <laughs> like come on man. It's ridiculous. And the I mean, show's over in thirty minutes, like Yeah. No, it's it's like that or these other festivals like EDC, honestly, that's a bucket list festival for me because it's just this there's so there's something for everyone there. But I, people yeah. go there and like I get it. It's a weekend, a long weekend and there's like nine hours a day of just music. But some people go there and don't like care at all. It's like, ooh, how can I show off my titties too? Who can I show off my little rave outfit to? What sparklies do I put on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what what daddy issues can I project project project, project yeah. on onto <laughs> onto some unsuspecting guy who's going to roofie me later. You know, I don't know. It's just not Fun fact, been roofied before. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound fun whatsoever. No. Um, <laughs> Um, but, At an electronic event. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's be clear here, because people that are listening to this who literally are not in the EDM world, or, I'm sorry, electronic music world, it's not like, yes, there's drugs, and there's a lot of drugs, but it's not like everybody who goes to raves or goes to these right. festivals does drugs. I've never done anything like I, that in my life, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I always... It's funny, because one of the producers that or DJs that I always used to look up to is Cascade because he's one of the few that is like a sober 
producer DJ now. He's like that because he's Mormon, whatever. Right. But, um, Which is interesting. Yeah. But still. <laughs> but, but, but he does it because he enjoys the music. And I feel like there are certain people in the genre that can only enjoy the music if they're high. Yeah, and it's it's that's a very interesting topic because honestly, a lot of people in that the that scene or whatever you want to call it actually right. don't do drugs. It's the people that do and get in trouble with it so much that it becomes a a problem mm-hmm. that everybody knows it by and in the 90s and stuff, you know, that used to be a prominent thing, but now really I mean, it still is a very prominent thing, but it's a prominent thing in all genres, and it's really not as many people doing it as you think. Like, honestly, most of my friends that I work with and stuff yeah. and people I work with don't do any of that at yeah. all. I think it's a microcosm, like you say, and, you know, I was when I was a DJ, I saw a girl OD on ketamine. I saw a dude doing lines of blow next to me while right. I was DJing. I saw some acid. You know, there's a lot of shit. And you say all genres, and I get it, but, like, there are certain genres, like metal, for example. I don't see that. Ooh, there. I don't know. I must. We must be going Do to different you? metal shows because I don't oh see yeah, like LSD or anything. I, n- not stuff like that, but like coke and this other type of stuff. Yeah, coke has become such a, unfortunately, a universal drug. And I say unfortunately not because co- coke. It's and we can get into a whole drug thing, but coke itself in its purest form is essentially caffeine. But the problem is cocaine now is being mixed with fentanyl and right. other things. And I, I know someone who actually, or knew someone who passed away from that. So it's like... I don't know. Like, every person I've ever really worked with in the metal scene when I was in it, because I, fun fact, I was in it mm-hmm. for quite a long time, um, has it did drugs. Mm-hmm. I was actually the odd one out because no, I didn't. <laughs> right. Like, I that's that's how I feel, too. I, I don't know. I get it. Drugs... And, and Joe Joe Rogan makes good points on this all the time on his podcast because drugs will if if done properly and with supervision and responsibly will enhance your environment to levels that doesn't matter how much you love the music it, it won't it won't do the same as right. sober so I understand why people want that next level musical experience um, for me I just don't the risk isn't worth the reward that's that's how I look at well, it that's. I and I've had certain life experiences where it just has kind of turned me off right. to it. But let's get to the top. Yeah. 10. So circle. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is just to, just to sum, sum up, I don't want people to think that EDM and drugs are cohesive in that way. You can like electronic music and not do drugs, like me, like Ian. So, anyways, we'll get we'll get to it now. Um, we're gonna start off with your first uh, track of your top ten, Ian. So tell me what it is. So my number 10 is by Josephelstein Vile. So, Josabelstein for me really started my interest in dark music um, and like my love for kind of Russian music and French underground and stuff. Yeah. Because he just has that type of sound. Um, and like all these, 
you know, people they love the they love Res and stuff. Res mm-hmm. actually kind of copied and is the American copy of Josephelstein. Josephelstein has been around since the nineties, and he looks like Doctor Who, and he smokes <laughs> probably two packs of cigarettes in a club wherever he's at when he's spinning. And the first time I saw him was um the like on the um, what do they call that thing where they they DJ. They have the episodes all the time. What the hell is it called? And they did it at the House of Vans. I'm not sure. Um, boiler Room. Okay. Yep, the, yep, yep. The yep. Boiler Room. Yep. I saw his video on the Boiler Room. I'm like, holy shit, dude. This dude is nuts. He huh. looks like Doctor Who. But yeah, he's really hmm. badass. And I love the synth stabs that kind of pan left. So it right. reminds me, for whatever reason, of just one of those scenes in The Matrix where they're all dancing really slow motion. And it's just like, yeah. That, that's what it reminds me of. And it has that 90s kind of sound to it that I like. Right. Um, what would you consider this? What subgenre? I, it's. I think it's. I would consider it like French underground house techno, something like what that. What BPM is that? Because he is at? from he is from France, I believe. It was um, like that was like a slower. It's like a hundred. It's a hundred and hundred yeah. BPM. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a hundred and ten, hundred five. It's like a mid tempo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very very mid tempo. Very dark energy. Huh. And I just I feel like every time I hear this, I can. Go beat somebody up or something. <laughs> <laughs> All hundred pounds of me. Well, um, no, I like that. That's a really cool track. Um, like I said, it's like those dark vibes, just those Matrix vibes of like yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it should go on the sound soundtrack. But uh, speaking of that, I love the Matrix soundtrack. Has so many good EDM tunes. Or like oh, I a hundred percent. Yeah, agree. It, it I, I love the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, uh, my number 10 is Blue Screens, Strike One, Part Two. Love that that re-strumming bass. It's that 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 real heavy, but crisp bass tone with uh, just it's really aggressive. That's the kind of the song that if I put on in the car, I'm driving way over the speed limit. Um, right. You know, just that that liquid drum and bass is it was essentially the opposite of that, and that that always calms me down and gets me like in a nice trance. But in with this real heavy drum and bass music, I'm always just amped. Oh, yeah, you're ready to do something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Right. Yeah. You if can I, go to the grocery store and shop real fast, or you can go <laughs> in your car and do 150 yeah. to the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I've, al- I've always said if I was like a football player or something, I'd probably put on some metal, but if I needed something else to get right. me pumped up to go on the field, it'd probably be drum and bass. This is like I'm about to go pump some iron at yes. the gym. Yes. That, like I, I like never, I never serious that, iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't relate. I'm... I need to get to the gym, but yeah, um, totally. I love that. Too. I love that tune. And I found that um, it was on one of the SoundCloud blogs way back. Uh, it was like on a Miami uh, compilation or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I have a bunch cool. of those. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that was cool. Cool way to start uh, the top ten. I like drum and bass, and it's heavy as fuck. So pretty sweet. So my number nine is by Smith and Spankalicious, Bread Truck. Y'all niggas got the 
So, I mean, what is there to say about this song? I mean, it's freaking awesome. I, I play it probably every single one of my shows, and every time I play it, it's a freaking banger. I oh, mean, yeah. pe- the people are just like, I mean, they're headbanging and stuff. It's just a great track to play out. It's a great track that I l- listen to when I'm trying to do something mm-hmm. crazy, um, and, I, and I'm just feeling like destroying things. Yeah, it's, it gets you that mean face. You know that... You know, it's yeah, like headbang and mean face. You, like. If you if you listen to this and you don't headbang or get pissed off at something, right. I I you must your headphones must be broken. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> and it sounds so douchey what I'm about to say, but like you have the windows down in your car and you're blaring that and you're rolling into somewhere, you're like I'm the shit. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's a hundred percent like that that you just know you're just like I'm flexing i don't even care if i'm flexing i'm, I'm badass yeah. yep yep <laughs> yep so um totally on the same page with you in that song that's a really sweet song uh spanklicious is someone that i know of so uh right and that's dope records which is his record label that he runs um is just phenomenal i mean every artist on there and the stuff they come out with is so progressive Mm -hmm. and different from everything else out Mm -hmm. it's just it's really good so go check it out guys all right next one is my homie number nine steez and rico act 300 bands That's uh, what they would call hybrid trap. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but that's just like the perfect combination of trap and dubstep. Uh, it's it's at 150, so it's the trap BPM, but um, it's got that really awesome... Um, God damn, I can't even remember the fucking plug-in anymore is how long it's been. Massive. It's got that massive, massive <laughs> bass. Dude, I've been out of it for like a minute, so I'm like totally forgetting all the shit. Um, yeah. That that t- that tune and actually there's a cool story behind that tune. One, um, Rico Act is the rapper on there, and he's done some. If you've heard the song Railbreaker, uh, with Riot Ten, that's like his biggest tune. Um, but he's uh, I don't know is, is it Railbreaker or Headbanger? I don't know what it is. Um, but that's like his biggest tune. But uh, we did a track together right before I uh, retired, so to speak. Um, so he's a he's a cool dude, a good friend. Um. But the other thing that's really cool about that tune is towards the end when I was actually starting to make some moves, I played a show in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, which is where my uh, my mom and my stepdad live. And that was the first time they were going to see me live. And it was like a Tuesday night weekly. So my expectations were pretty low. And I go in and the place is like wall-to-wall packed. And I'm the quote-unquote headliner for this just because I'm out-of-state guy, you know. And I usually don't have this issue, but I had coffee earlier that day and I had a panic attack 
and I was like so like I thought I was having a heart attack. I'm like freaking out, and I've never been like that going on stage. People, no big deal, whatever. But that moment, I was like freaking out, and um, so I go on, and I decide to play that as my first or second song. And as soon as I start like rapping the lyrics along with the song, and, and you know the crowd's getting into it and stuff, that all just went away. Cause like I was like, cause that song gives gives me a lot of confidence for whatever reason. The lyrics in it are really freaking like just badass. And I started to like rap along with it, and like I could just feel that all the anxiety just shed. And I had like an amazing set after that. So that song is really cool for that reason. So, I don't know. I never heard it before, but it sounds it sounded it's good. dope. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> anything Rico Act does is pretty dope. So shout out to Rico Act. Oh, uh, what are we on number eight for you, Ian? Yes, sir. Number eight for me is going to be by Dusky. Ingrid is a hybrid. So this for me is one of those songs where I put on and I'm like driving faster than hell. Like really? The turbo's screaming. Well, the, yeah, this it didn't really get to the good part, but <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the whole track, the, the song's really long too, okay. so you got a long time to go really fast. But um, no, it just I love the vocal work in it, and I love house music, and mm. that's what this is. It's kind of a combination. Although it does have a break beat. It... Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, and it's and that's why I think it's it feels a lot different than normal, mm-hmm. and then just the vocals make it um, really good for me. Huh. And uh, yeah, yeah, but, it sounds pretty cool. And anything that's breakbeat is just yeah. And it's actually it. off the Forza Horizon soundtrack. So uh, <laughs> is that how you found? That's out how about I that? found okay. it. Okay, yeah, and uh, yeah. Every time I put it on, man. I tell you what. Side note here: Finn McKinty is someone I follow on Facebook and YouTube. Um, cool guy. He he knows a lot about. He's been around forever knows a lot about music and he made a YouTube video about how video game soundtracks were so influential in our generations um right i agree for music because there's so many things that we would not have been exposed to cuz back then when it, whether it was Forza or Need for Speed or Tony Hawk or whatever back then we didn't have Spotify where we could just go to a playlist and find a tune that's all we you know, we had CDs and, and shit, but that was something we had to literally go out and do ourselves. Um, but when you had a video game soundtrack, you you were forced to listen to it. I mean, you could turn it off if you really wanted to, but you were forced to listen to it. And a lot of times, we would find tracks on those various video games that we would really like. So that's a really good example of that. Right, because yeah. that's what I associate this song with. Right. And, then, and it's, you know, when I get in my car and I'm like, man, <laughs> time to tear the streets up. Hell yeah. This is what I put on. Sure. I mean, the Forza Horizon soundtrack. I've actually, since the day I bought my car, I've had the Forza Horizon soundtrack on my six-disc CD changer in the car since day one, since I bought the car. So he's got an old car then because he has a CD changer I do. in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Seven-disc CD they, changer. They don't make those anymore. Not to mention, back when that car was was made, seven-disc was probably like, holy shit, this is a crazy feature. Well, I got six in the back and one in the front is what it is. So the so it's inter- yeah it's weird. Is it custom or was that stock? So like, 
I have a, like this two door sports car, and in the back, on the driver's side, mm-hmm. kind of built in the um, side of the. I don't know what you really call it, but the side of the, the car mm-hmm. is it opens and there's a six disc CD changer and it comes out and you put the CDs in. So it was stopped. And then I then yeah then huh. you then you can put a CD in the actual head unit itself. Huh. But I've had that the Forza Horizon soundtrack in it since the day I bought the car. That's badass. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, <clears throat> we're on number eight. Number eight for me is Savant Mecca. was that look were you like shocked at what what, what just went I, I couldn't tell <laughs> i felt like i was at the hookah bar in north hill <laughs> hell yeah i dude. swear to god that's what i felt like i said dubai lounge fuck yeah <laughs> so the the album art for it i remember specifically has like this saudi temple on there mm-hmm. and i was as mecca you know mecca is a city in saudi arabia um but it's so cool because i've never heard someone be able to take that middle eastern just traditional Middle Eastern sound and mix Make it with it in dubstep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's new. I've never heard. It, that. It's a cool. If you check the whole song, is like the first minute of it is like really traditional shit, and then it just like like you you heard it goes boom right into the the gnarly bass line. So that's pretty cool. All right, my girlfriend used to work at the hookah bar down the street. Okay, Dubai Lounge, and it's Saudi owned, huh. and there's nothing but Saudis that come in. And so they they have bands that play all the time. I was like, is this like straight up a, a <laughs> is this like the, one of the bands that's Dubai? And then it turns that. into that, and I'm like, damn, yeah. that's crazy. Right? You should show them the song. Maybe I they'll should. play. They'd, it. They'd, they'd probably love they, it. Yeah, they'd they love like, that oh, type yeah, of stuff. Definitely. And I do too. And that's why I picked it on my list because it's so unique. Um, and that was one of my criterias for when I picked my list was shit that that was just really out there, but also wasn't so out there that no one listened to it. So. Louisville, Kentucky, louder than life, returns three full days, September 27th through the 29th, Highland Festival Grounds, with its biggest lineup ever, Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Get up, get up, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, Marilyn Manson, A Day to Remember, Breaking Benjamin, Hailstorm, Chevelle, plus The Return of Stain. I'm on the outside, I'm looking at And a special appearance by Ice Cube. Anywhere Ice Cube's on Go to LouderThanLifeFestival.com for all ticket and lineup information. Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, and many more. Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Expo Center. Celebrate bourbon and the best rock. See ya at Louder Than Life. Um, Alright, uh, we're on lucky number seven Number here. seven for me is going to be by Zomboy Unity.
so uh, Zomboy, I mean, if you know electronic music, especially dubstep, you know who Zomboy is. Yeah. And um, there's this club down in downtown Akron when I first started really playing out and doing bigger stuff called Czar. And he was one of the first big artists to start coming through the city. And this show was just insane. And he, he was absolutely... It was probably the most insane show I've ever been to. People hmm. were jumping off. There's like this second story balcony <laughs> and stuff. And yeah. people were jumping off into the crowd. And they had like these projector screens in the middle of the whole club that were Jeez. doing all kind of crazy shit. I find it just it was funny that Zomboy came through Akron in the first place. Because if pe- people that don't know, Zomboy is kind of, he's not Skrillex level, but he's really close. Well, yeah. And that's back when um, Electric Events, Dan and Mike, right. were doing um, very big, very, very big stuff. And kind of put Akron on the map. And Akron for a while was actually doing bigger stuff than Cleveland or even Columbus was doing. I mean, it was nuts. And for it, and like this show was sold out. The club was completely packed. Sure. Well, when you bring a name that big, I don't think he's kind of one of the DJs where it doesn't really matter where he, what market he's in, because he's going to draw. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. And um, it was just, it was really cool for me to be a part of that show right um because i helped them with a lot of the stuff and um yeah i don't know he, he's a really really cool dude um terror squad yeah <laughs> well he looks like you could be in a metal band if you ever saw him i don't think <laughs> i've ever actually seen what he looks oh, like he has person. like massive gauges shit ton oh, nice. of tattoos and well it's funny because a lot of these dubstep guys again for those that don't know come from metal backgrounds because it's a very similar style of aggression yeah absolutely you know? and and actually probably 99 percent of them were in metal bands yeah. beforehand my favorite is uh my favorite that as far as being in a metal band first than being uh like skrillex no really because <laughs> i don't, cons- I don't consider from first to last metal they're kind of like emo-ish yeah uh borgor because he was in an israel really? israeli metal band because he's from I israel did not know that and they're not and they're not like commercial they're like brutal grindcore death metal like really just, just, i love borgor and yeah. borgor is a fucking awesome dude hell too. yeah yeah i i've been following him borgor ruined for Miley. years probably <laughs> shit probably 10 years i've been following borgor yeah yeah no he uh he's from israel and he had a like i mean i'm talking like heavy Really, like, you know, some of these grindcore bands have, like, really not great production, but that's what makes the sound of that metal band. Right. Like, you know, that's kind of what it sounded like. He was the drummer. He wasn't vocalist. Or he was really? a drummer. Yeah. So, that's really surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. If you, I got to remember what the name is, but if you type into Google, just Borgor Metal Band, you'll find the name, and they're all over YouTube, like, they're old homemade videos and stuff, and they're all the growls are in Israeli, or, I mean, sorry, Hebrew. Wow. Wow. Anyways, <laughs> that was embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can't uh, understand a lot of it unless you know Hebrew. But um, it's, it's really I learned neat. something new every day, there man. I'm about to look that up. Hell That's yeah! Really cool. Hell yeah! All right, uh, what were we on? Seven. 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 So my number seven is Dimitri Vegas, like Mike Martin Garrix, Tremor, Looney Tunes remix.
just lit, man. So I used to spin primarily what is called trap style or hard trap or whatever you want to call it. And um, that's what that is. It's a really good combination of hard style and trap. They're both at the same BPM. It makes perfect sense to combine them, especially because trap, you can you can make so many different varieties of trap music. And then uh, hard style is just, again, you can have euphoric hard style, club hard style. You can have real raw style shit. Um, so that Looney Tunes, who is, I would say, my favorite DJs. I'm not going to say favorite producers, even though they make like fucking killer shit. But I opened for them once in Pittsburgh. And uh, I specifically remember the one, because it's two guys that are Looney Tunes. They're from the Netherlands. And the one guy watched my set, and then he came up to me. He was like, dude, what track was that? I was like, I don't remember. It was some track. He was like, dude, you're killing it, man. It's a sick set or whatever in Netherlands accent. And um, that was just so cool, because like, I never fanboy over DJs, because I think that, you know DJs are just kind of people. But that was a really cool moment because it was like, again, one of my favorite DJs and those guys put on such a good show. And for those that don't know Looney Tunes, they do shit with Yellow Claw. They did shit with Lock, Walk of Flock Flame. Uh, they're very big in their, in their respective um, area. So um, the original song, Demetri Vegas, like Mike Martin Garrix, that's like bigger Sucks. shit. It's terrible. The original song is not good, but it speaks volumes that I could take a song that originally I really dislike and put it on my top 10 because the remix is that good that they just made it, like, fire. So, I don't know. What do you think of that? That's uh, the DJ life. Remixes, man. Yes. Remixes all day. All day. Because especially especially popular songs like that, what what it does is all the, the people we spoke about at the beginning of the podcast, the casual listeners yeah. that know the big room shit and that's it, they go and they hear that, but then they're like, Oh fuck! What the fuck just happened? Like, dude, this just dropped into some yeah. trap or some hard style, and it gets the crowd moving because their neon, their neon green um, yeah. tank tops about flew off, man. Yeah, they just couldn't even comprehend <laughs> what they were listening. Exactly, to. dude. We've all been there though. There's so many tracks that we we're familiar with, and then we hear someone oh drop my a remix, God. and you're like, "What?" If yeah, yeah, Excision's whole detox at, at Lost Lands. See, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I was like, what the, where the hell did this even come from? Yeah, I'm about right. to, I, I had my Shazam out the whole time or my, well, no, a know. lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these DJs and producers that are big like him are so lucky to have, get people send them just whips all the time. Oh, they have, they, they have, have plates unreleased. That's yeah. They have plates for days. Yeah. I forever. mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what gets, gets there. And then it's kind of a byproduct because then they put that mix on SoundCloud and people will listen to that mix, particularly because they've never heard a certain song before. And I'm definitely one yeah. of those. Yeah. People that, be listening. There's a, there's definitely a marketing tactic when it comes to that type of thing, which is really cool because it kind of benefits everybody. So, all right. Devil number six, what do you got? Number six for me is by Ali and Fila and Solar Stone. It's Fire Island, the uplifting mix. So this song um, kind of has some sentimental value for me because 
I went basically the first time back. I used to go to New York every once in a while when mm-hmm. I was younger, and then I came back for the first time in a long time. And um, because of this group, and then I saw them. I can't even remember where it was, but I saw them in downtown New York City. Sure. And it was it was just really badass. The first trans show I ever been to because we don't have that no, we, around here at all. At all. So it's I had to travel all the way to New York City, which is almost 10 hours um, to see them. And it was just phenomenal. It was a really great time. Um, and I, I just love New York City. And when I think New York City, I think trance. Sure. Uplifting trance. Sure. Because I go there all the time to see uplifting trance. I'm going to interject here because I know I'm going to get some heat for this because I know he will listen. Uh, trance isn't completely dead in Akron. Shout out Sweet Drop Digital, Justin. Because <laughs> uh, he, he is keeping it alive. Uh, he's also my DJ mentor, so shout out Justin. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Justin. Uh, invite me golf sometime, bro. Anyways, um, yeah, continue. I, I, I what I would say about the track is it reminds me. You speak nostalgia. It reminds me of all of those times when I would go to la- play laser tag when I was younger. Yeah, and the, they would just play like a Juno Beats like uh, mixes over everything, and it was I don't know. I I. I we talked about this earlier off microphone, but what got you into EDM? I guess the best example for me would be laser tag. Trance was the first genre I ever listened to, and it was because Laser Quest was the place I would yeah. always go lay laser tag. They would just play it all the time, nonstop, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. And it, I was associated it with a really fun activity, so it was always a positive thing for me. Um, and it is a bummer for, again, those that don't know, trance is... Usually around 138 to 150 beats per minute. You can go a little bit lower depending on progressive, euphoric. Yeah. Uplifting's tag. around 140, and uplifting's right. considered pretty fast. It is. It um, is. Normal would trance like, would probably be 130. 130. Right. 150. I'm talking like tr- uh, tech and psi. Um, yeah, one fit. Yeah, and that's yeah. like definitely most people do not listen to that. No, I do. But anyways, yeah. yeah so do I. But uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a genre that in Europe is still massive i mean it was it was probably one of the pioneering genres of electronic music besides house and hardcore uh trance was kind of that mid-90s revival of everything uh that was played in clubs religiously i mean like now you won't you won't hear it in a club ever and if you do the dance floor is going to clear because people just don't get it but back then it was so popular and a lot of fun and what's really cool about the genre, in my opinion, more than others, is it's one of the few genres still around where, yeah, there's a drop and there's a break and all that, but the whole song is, is like, musically cohesive. Yes, it's so cohesive. You don't rinse uh, trance. You know, you don't play drop to drop trance. You play most of that song and you'll do some do some mixing and, and some in and outs, but the the trance tunes and especially vocally, I love. Some there's some of the best female oh, vocals. Oh, absolutely the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example of stuff like that is above and beyond Zoe Johnston. Mm-hmm. Her stuff. Oh my yeah. god! I mean, it's absolutely the most ear candy stuff. Yeah, ever. Even early 2010s, like Armin Van Buren that he used yep. to do, like with a lot uh, of that Sarah McLean. There's a lot of and stuff and yeah. like yeah stuff. And like really that. good, really just really. I I it's my poolside music. I always listen to that by the pool or on the beach because it's just real relaxing and chill, right? And whatever. Um. So yeah, I like that pick, and I'm. Uh, spoiler alert! I didn't put any trance in my countdown, and I wish I did. And I, there's a couple of of songs I was considering 
Um, I'm glad you did, though, because it is probably, I would say, one of the most underrated genres. Well, when I first started DJing, I actually was playing trance out. That's what I was playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, for me, that genre is always going to be one of my favorite genres ever. Sure. Period. Sure. Definitely. Uh, to switch it back up, uh, number six for me is JCO and Lit Lords to the bank. Yeah, so I talked about it earlier, trap style and hard tra- hard trap, and that's considered hard trap. It's like really high screeches and some hard style influence, but really mostly just like really like gut pounding, heavy as hell, dynamic. And I say dynamic because there's heavy, but there's like rhythm, and rhythm is not dynamic. Rhythm is, for those that don't know, is just kind of like... I like rhythm. I know you do. And this is... Rhythm is the most controversial thing in electronic music because you either love it or you hate it. There's nobody that's like, oh, rhythm's okay. Like, it's R-I-D-D-I-M, by the way, for those who don't know. But it's, like, very... um, I don't want to call it monotone because it's not monotone, but it's very... There's not a whole lot of dynamics in rhythm. It's like, bomb, bomb, bomb. This is that. This is more... You hear a lot of you know whatever there's a lot of dynamics to that and that's why i really like it and plus it's just it's probably the heaviest genre i guess that i would spin out live and it always gets people going um that's really why i picked it and lit lords it like i said before these guys it's two two dudes i believe and they just make everything they touch is gold it's one of those things where they everything they make is just pedal to the metal always tens you know just like high energy as fuck stuff so um yeah i really like that track i don't know have you heard that one before no i have not you like it it's <laughs> uh, it's all right it's all right doesn't, doesn't scratch really. the itch huh nah it's all right to be honest it's all good it it sounds That's why like we do this. normal kind of sure you know yeah i you you talk about dynamics but i don't really see it i just but don't. you like rhythm i like Rhythm, if because of the space and stuff that some of the rhythm tracks create. Sure, I can um, see that. But I don't like cookie cutter rhythm. I mean, I mean, there's a difference there. There, there I, is. I, I like certain styles of rhythm because mm-hmm. uh, some rhythm can kind of venture into that industrial type of sound, which is cool. And that's what I like. And right. I like really like the rhythm that creates the space. But I would say that's in the minority of the genre as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, I probably collectively only like 20 rhythm tracks, mm-hmm. if that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it just, yeah. We're and talking about rhythm and people who are listening are like, what the fuck does it sound like? I wish I knew. Rhythm is very <laughs> breakdown-ish. Yeah. Like if you were to like listen to a metal track and they go into a breakdown. Yeah. And like, Which is weird like because in metal hardcore. I fucking love breakdowns, but I don't like it in EDM. <sighs> I do, but that's just... I also sure. was one of those post-hardcore kids that liked asking Alexander. Look up Dubloads. <laughs> That's what I would say. D-U-B-L-O-A-D-Z. He does a lot of rhythm. And he was one of the first guys to Ula do Sile, it. Ula so, Sile. Yeah. Um, 
Monks. I, yeah, Monks, Monks oh, is God. very. He won't show up uh, to your show if man. you book him, but uh... his tracks are good. <laughs> but he is a dick. Yeah, and I'll say that to his face. Oh sure. So that, that this Monks guy, I guess he would get booked all the time and just not show up. And he would keep his deposits and stuff. And he got a really he did bad. Did that to a couple shows here locally. Yeah. Oh, he would. He, there's a couple people of people. The EDM electronic whatever scene. Something that it has Full of scammers, man. Scammers and just drama, constant drama all the time. There's drama in all scenes, but I mean, it's like a reality show in electronic music. It really is. And there's guys like Monks. There's guys like Tin Cup. There's guys like we'll get to Dad Sick. Dad Sick. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit going down all the time. And it the nice thing about it though is it's such a community with the plur that if you, which is peace, love, unity, respect for those who don't know. Uh, if you do something shitty, you get called out, like blacklisted. Yes, is the yeah. is the term. Yeah, you you don't get away with stuff in EDM. If you fuck people over, people are gonna know really fast, and that's it for you. Like that's it. You don't you don't really you really don't rebound. I had never heard of a guy do it. Getting, even the biggest artists, like that's it, yeah, for example. Yeah, we'll, and we'll get to that because it's gonna be relevant here shortly. But uh, yeah, I think we're on number five. So what's number five for you, Ian? So my number five is by Rusko, Everyday Netski Remix. So the really the only two words that need to be said here is Forza Horizon. Oh, this again? We're got. Oh man. Okay. You already know. So I w- when I'm listening to it, I'm like, okay, this honestly, if you take away everything and you just have that baseline, it sounds like Age of Empires sound that they have in the back. <laughs> it's like it does though. You can't deny that, right? It's just like that. I never thought about that. You'll have to listen to it again and think about that because that's like the first <laughs> thing still, that came still to me. Still trying to envision it. It's hard for me, but. And I'll let you talk about the track. It's your track, but Rusko is like old school as hell, and that's uh, yeah. Netsky is too. That yeah, yeah, Netsky's great. That's what dubstep used to sound like. Yeah, there wasn't always these hard hitting drops and these giant bass wobbles and stuff. That was dubstep, and it was fucking badass. Yeah, and uh, and what I like it's it's dubstep but mixed with a drum and bass. Yeah, I heard type. that. It's like a drum drum step. Yeah, which is right. weird. I mean, back that. That you was know, not a not thing. No, not no. normal. And when I first heard this track was when I played Forza Horizon. I think it's like, I think it's a, it's actually the first track you play when you put the game on, <laughs> and um, it's super influent and influential for me because that game is what really made me get into DJing. And yeah. I actually bought my MacBook and DJ controller because of that game. Oh, shit. And and. Dead Mouse, yeah, because um, I was watching his videos at the time, and um, I also got really big into Cars because of that game. Huh. So, so there's a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and so this this soundtrack for me is just very, very, very important, and this song is very important. And every time I play it, dude, I'm going faster now. So, would it be a stretch to say you wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for that game? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. That game is why I'm into DJing. Right, right. I mean, there's, there's other motivators, but this game is what really made me be like, 
this is what I want to do. Sure. You know, because it was like, I mean, it's basically you race cars and there's there's music festival and um, wherever it was, I think Colorado or something. I'm okay. like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Yeah, this is a, I don't want to play simulation. I want the real thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, like I said before, classic dubstep always has a place uh, in my heart. So I, I like that track. Number five for me is Crypsis and Digital Punk. Radiant. I gave him life. Now you must give it back to me. So that's what's called hard style. That is like legit just hard style. There's no real subgenre of the subgenre. It's just hard style. And I'm going to get a lot of brownie points uh, with that one. Shout out Joe Lanky, uh, plus effects. Uh, anyways, that is a track that, and it has a really cool video to it. Um, I wouldn't call it a lyric video. I wouldn't call it an actual video. But uh, Christmas and Digital Punk, if you look at that song on, on YouTube, it's got a really cool sci-fi-ish... Uh, video and that's why i love hardstyle so much because it is the one genre all genres in edm are futuristic i mean you you get those vibes with everything but hardstyle is like next level sci-fi it reminds me a good hardstyle track reminds me of like halo and i've written a couple of hardstyle halo anthems when i was producing because i think for whatever reason you get this like epic futuristic battle kind of thing going on there is raw style which is a little bit darker a little bit more demonic and stuff but hard style in general for me is like sci-fi is my favorite genre as far as movies and tv so that's why i gravitate towards it in music too because i honestly is there there's not really another genre that of music that portrays vibes of a completely different era in in the future not even history but in the future than like EDM and hardstyle, so um, that's why I picked it. It's a really cool song. It's got some cool vocal samples from I'm sure something. I don't know what it is. There's so many vocal samples and hardstyle. Like you go through the SoundCloud, like uh, uh, what was what's the big? What are the big guys? Uh, artists, artist agents. There's there's a talent artist agency. I don't know. There's a big SoundCloud blog with all the different genres. You go through the hardstyle ones. And you listen to every track, and there's always some really badass voiceover, some like epic dude, like hard style, or like you know what I mean. Like it's just like a cool ass thing like that. So I don't know, hard style is just a cool ass genre. I don't know. Do you like that? Uh, the the specific part of the genre, hard the hard style genre, mm-hmm. reminds me almost like a Blade Runner meets yeah. Mad Max. Yes, yes. Now Mad Max is a little more rustic, I guess. For well, it's just like very industrial. Yeah. It yeah. it's it's Blade Runner like Blade Runner is futuristic, but Mad Max where Mad Max is like industrial, like sure, and like you're in a Thunderdome, and yeah, this could probably be playing when you're, you know, yeah. So sure, yeah, yeah that's what it. Or even feels like, like to me. I guess Tron. I know Tron's not associated with hard style, so associated with more like electro yeah. stuff. But like that Tron, I, when I think of Tron, I think synthwave. Yeah, to be honest. Okay. 
and like just eighties because sure. Sean is very yeah yeah. Or Blade Runner is much more, more yeah kind of gritty. Did you see the new Blade Runner? I haven't seen it. I did. Is it good? It is very good. Okay. It's like like what I said. It's like Blade Runner, Mad Max kind of. It's right. just Wasn't very Harrison Ford in it. Desolate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like very desolate, very weird soundtrack. It sure. was very to me and on this topic, the new Blade Runner, um it was it was mixed and mastered by um oh my god, I can't think of his name, but a very, he's very famous mm. um composer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um and he did a he did a thing on Masterclass. Huh. I can't remember his name. Okay. But okay. It, it it was just it was awful. It was very weird. Very sounds are very punctual and stuff. I'm gonna have to check it out because actually yeah, when I saw it. the trailer, I was like, I know I'm gonna make a point to see this, and then I just totally. You, you know, have to watch it, and I'm sure people it. have seen it that are in audio. Right, can agree with me. I'm sure, definitely. All right, home stretch number four. Number four for me is gonna be by DJ Marky and Spy, Mystic Sunset. <laughs> Spy track and any DJ Markey track, they got the most wicked bass lines, just rolling bass lines. That, like if if you have subs in your car, just make them scream. And what I really like about DJ Markey specifically is he's kind of old school. He's been around for a very, very, very long time, mm. and the drum samples he uses sound more, um, just just got that kind of old school type NPC you know vinyl yeah. type sound yeah. and spy is spy's been around for a while too but he's his stuff sounds more modern so the fact that they worked together on something and then came up with this is just kind of the blend of those two worlds in the drum and bass world right and it and it just it's having your cake and eating it too yeah, yeah it's it's just really good i everything by spy is great and everything by dj markey is great mm. and dj markey is an absolute phenomenal phenomenal dj mm-hmm. so I don't know. I I just really no. Like it. I like it too. I yeah. it if you if you rewind back to my first track, which was that blue screens drum and bass tune that was really heavy. This is the opposite of that. It's liquid drum and bass. It's like it's like if trance had a cousin that was drum and bass. That's how I would put it. A really you hot know, cousin. Really hot cousin. Ex- yeah. It, like like it's okay in West Virginia cousin. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so no, I I like it. I that's this that's that shit that just gets me to zone out. Like if I put that on in the car, I'm probably driving the speed limit. It's weird because under the speed limit, under <laughs> almost yeah, and you're just having a you just so feel you like really you're feeling going really good. 40. Yeah, no, yeah, right. And when I listen to the progressive trance, it's the same thing in the car. I'm always just like static, not in a bad way. Just just doing the same thing constantly like and it's actually really good for if you need to like focus like let's say you got to write a paper or you got to yeah just do something or like you're outside doing yard work or shit and you just need to focus this is good music for that because there's it's there's a lot going on but there's not a lot going on you know it's just the way that i, I don't know exactly why but the the way that the sound design is and mm-hmm. stuff like that and the way that the songs are written they're just 
pleasant to listen yes. to. They're not aggressive, right. but they're also upbeat. And it's weird to say that about something that's 172 beats per minute because yeah. that's fast as fuck. Really fast. But it doesn't... I, I think the contrast of all of the sound design with the fast percussion make it seem slower than it is. Right. Now, something in your brain... I'm sure this could be clinically studied, but something in your brain like almost triggers an anti, like almost like half times it for you. Because if you listen to it, right. you can hear that just that boom, 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 rather than you know. So yeah, like the normal, you know, our right. more aggressive drum bass. Right, exactly. So no, it's a cool track for sure. All right, um, we're on four. My number four is Doctor Ozzy Triple Six. For as long as humans have existed, so too has our belief in demons, devils, or dark spirits that can possess us and drive us to bizarre and terrifying behavior. A powerful weapon in the ongoing fight between good and Exorcism. Yeah, that I, I can't not listen to that and just like go crazy because uh, so that is what we mentioned earlier with the Rusco track. This is modern drum step, so it's a combination of it's 172 beats per minute, 86, whatever you want to put it. It's a combination of dubstep and drum and bass. It's got the same tempo as drum and bass, but it's got a lot of dubstep sound design. Why I picked this one, besides the fact that it's just so heavy and in your face, is I was, you know, I was originally in a metal band, and then I went to DJ, and then I came back to metal. But when I came, went to be a DJ, a producer, uh, there was a lack of theme in the music sometimes it was more about just you know making cool sounds than than making a concept and i wasn't used to that because in other genres your your songs are also a concept not just cool sounds um so what i liked about this track was it was like all right i finally found a tune that's like using demons and exorcisms and really cool uh themes with awesome sounds together um so it was like the closest track i could find to like a metal tune but it's electronic, and I don't know. I it, it kind of inspired me because my first EP was called Nature by Design, and the cover was the the biblical story of the angel falling from heaven, turning into the devil, and all of the songs on that EP were about that story. And at first, like I didn't understand the the culture of EDM and how there's not really concept albums anymore. But then I got a lot of good feedback, like, dude, this is sweet. I never, you know, I haven't seen an EP that's actually, like, a concept story. And so, like, a song like this, Dr. Ozzy Triple Six, is similar to that because it's, like, the, the song is, is more than just cool sounds, but it's it's there's a really cool theme along with that. So that's kind of why I picked this for my number four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds you a lot of uh, Figure. Okay. Yeah. You know, figures like his whole theme is like Halloween. Yeah. 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 And and like monsters and stuff. Right. Like, that's just his thing. And you still see that. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like that's completely devoid in the genre of electronic music. There are still DJs and producers who use themes. Uh, one of the one of my favorites at the time was um, uh, Destroyed, because yep. they did like 
these guys, they were all like, a, it was KJ Sao Sawaka or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, I actually had a producing clinic with him. Oh, that's which awesome. Is interesting. It was, I think Excision was in it too. Um, no, it's Who it's it? a couple guys from Pendulum. What? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Huh. I love Pendulum, but uh, yeah. So it was like essentially a bunch of dudes wearing fucking sick ass costumes on stage with like like a keytar, but like not like a weird '80s keytar, like a really cool looking keytar and really cool NPC. Uh, and the, and the other guy had like an electronic drum kit, and they were like a band, but they were EDM. It wasn't like a metal band. They looked like a metal band, but they were EDM supergroup or whatever. And that's just another example of of a really cool concept. I think that's lost a lot. I think. That's why some of these, especially local, but some of these more national acts don't go as far as they should because they fail to brand a concept rather than just, I'm a guy. Well, and that's why they fall off. Right. And we talked about that with, um, oh, um, I think Danny, right, Dan? Yeah. Um, yeah, we talked mm-hmm. to, we talked about that with him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the the same thing, talking about like longevity. Yeah. If you don't if you don't brand yourself a certain way and then create something that's gonna last, mm-hmm. it just won't. No, it won't. Other than being a ridiculously good producer, because like Skrillex doesn't have a, a. I mean, he's got a brand. Well, but he he. I I don't know about that because he. I think Skrillex expressed his um that through his clothing that he makes sure. and just his image sure. itself and and the mothership and all that yeah yeah um and he worked in his shows his songs into that with the visuals and stuff mm. and i think yeah i i actually think his tracks are branded i mean there's a reason why That's he's fair. big as and it's gonna last yeah. forever well a good example is like zomboy zomboy it's he is so many of his songs songs are zombie themed like that's well, especially that's, early on, right? You know, and, and that's that's how, in my humble opinion, that's how it should be done, and that's what I preach to my clients. Just run with something. You don't have to be gimmicky. You don't have to be like you know right. everything is this and this and this. But find that direction and run with it, rather than just being a guy on stage doing what everybody else is. You know, right? It's so like so. whenever, whenever somebody brings up, "Oh, Halloween's coming up," I instantly think figure. Yeah, fuck it, yeah, exactly. And it's this is a weird because I just like totally one eighty in my head about this. But movies again, Chris. When people make Christmas movies. It's like most of the Christmas movies that are made, they're not trying to win an Emmy or an Oscar or whatever. They're just trying to make a cool movie. But the thing about making a Christmas movie is as bad as it, the movie might be from an artistic standpoint, you know for a fact that it's going to get played once a year at least. And that's more than can be said for most other movies because it has a special place at a special time. So if you're thinking about figure in Halloween, you know for a fact that the entire month of October, some people September, you're going to have your mind on specific DJs. And you're not only listening to them during right. that time, but it's that's what's really cool about something like that because it triggers a, a response of, of of familiarity that it's a good marketing tactic. I definitely listen to certain bands and artists more during that time period sure. that are relevant yeah. than I do during like, the, uh, during the throughout. Yeah, does dur- Halloween shit, Motionless and White. Yeah, a lot right, of during yeah. the rest of throughout the year. I don't listen to any of those bands, but when it comes around that time of year, I'm like, 
Yep. All right, boys. Yeah, another good example. <laughs> August Burns Red did a Christmas album, and like yep. you, you don't listen to that in in May. But I listen Hell to that no. fucking religiously come November first <laughs> because I'm just like crazy like that. But um, yeah, just a side note there because if you're listening and you're an artist and you want to market yourself properly, find a theme, find a brand, and run with it. Don't just be a guy on stage and you know I I'll get rebuttals. Oh, I'm just gonna let the music do talking. That is a great sentiment. <laughs> if if you want to let the music do the talking, at least have a certain image. Yeah, and you don't have to wear a helmet or anything, no. but just have like something we like that you just know something. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. It can be very minimal, but just something. Or at least be selling merch or something. Sure. Yeah, something that gives your trademark some pizzazz. For lack of a better term. So. Louisville, Kentucky, louder than life returns September 27th through the 29th. Highland Festival grounds at the Kentucky Expo Center with Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, Marilyn Manson, Plus Stain and Ice Cube. Go to louderthanlifefestival.com for all ticket and lineup information. Louder than life. Uh, top three here. Number three, Ian. So my number three is going to be DJ Tiesto versus Kane. Rain down on me. I've been running for this town. I've been combing every street. Reason with me, searching for the higher ground in me. And I've been trying to So I just want to clarify old Tiesto. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're completely different producers. It, old old Tiesto is God, I mean, we're in search of sunrise when mm-hmm. he was doing that, what is there really to say? I mean it he's just Because he started out trance, right? Yeah, I mean, and then like he did hard style for a little bit. He he really took the genre and kind of made it something different than just you know your yeah. normal synth and your normal. Yeah. I mean, his stuff just sounded so much more dirtier and industrial than other stuff. Yeah. at the time, and um, it I I don't know. I mean, it just it's really good. And if you listen to Tiesto now and you listen to this, it's not even the same at no, nearly the same. Not I mean, even close. I don't. You can't even. You might. He should have changed his whole name. I yeah, kind of like a marshmallow dot uh, com type of scenario. Oh, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, I mean his his old stuff and this song is really hard to find. But I listened to it so much in high school. And um, I played it out a shit ton. Yeah. And it's just, it's a track that I just love. And everything really in search of Sunrise right. that he did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a good tune. And what I, we'll touch on this now because I realized, we realized that you don't actually have a dad sick track in here. But in EDM, whatever you want to call it, you, you can have multiple brands as a DJ and some people won't even know that it's you doing the next brand because as a producer, you're not showing your face or whatever. And as DJ, you can even not show your face. So a good example is dot com, uh, was a decent base producer or whatever. And he, and this is still quote unquote unproven, but we've all figured it out by this point. He went and no, he actually formally announced it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm out of about a half a year ago. 
Ah, so that's why. So, I'm about so yeah, you, he did now. do that. Okay, so he formally announced it. He turned out to be Marshmallow, who started out as kind of like a what did they call it, happy trap, and then he went into more of like a poppy, just right. chain smokers. Marshmallow, type of thing. Marshmallows, um, when he first started doing stuff, was actually really good. Yeah. Oh, I've listened. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, his song titles would have and, like and, lowercase and capital. And now it's and like and, like Tiesto. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like current Tiesto. But the dude, to be fair, the dude is making. I mean. Oh yeah, he's making stupid money. Right. Right. I mean, so, he's doing his thing. I can't yeah. hate on him, but no. it's also no. Yeah, there is principles. Yeah, that it's he not didn't. my cup of no, tea. No, absolutely. Um, so what my point is, so to backtrack, Datsik was this giant. I mean, huge dubstep bass Probably producer. Top three most popular yes. bass producers. I got to open ever. for him in West Virginia, um, but like awesome music. Turns out. And this is, I believe, this was actually before the Me Too movement. It was prior to that, but he. It was. It was. Might have been during. during. It was okay. during it. So a or bunch right, of people, right a bunch of girls came out, said he date raped me, all this, all this stuff, and it wasn't just testimonials, but there was screenshots. There was there was corroborations. There was even some uh, criminal. I don't know if there was charges ever filed, but there was definitely investigations. His label. His tour manager, everybody dropped him mm-hmm. within 24 hours. Oh, yeah. It Actually, was, less than 24 yeah. hours. It was literally the worst thing that could have happened to him, happened to him, and he deserved it, obviously. Um, and it, the first, my first thought was, damn, I hope that guy had a good savings account because he's not ever going to make the money he was making again doing this. Well, maybe ghost producing. But maybe, but who's going to work with him? That's another animal, yeah. They know that there is a principle behind that, too. And... Why I bring it up now is because I'm afraid, because it's a trend, that he's going to use some other moniker, and no one's going to know. And it's going to get really big, and then, you know, I I just don't want to see that happen. Because if you really wanted to do that, you could. You could be as secret as fuck, and barring someone tracking your IP address, saying, oh, it's the same IP address as Datsik's using, it's really hard to figure that shit out. So I'm hoping, if, hopefully that hasn't already happened. Well, hopefully he's not getting any ideas. Um, but I just, it, someone like that in the scene is so toxic. They just, like we t- touched on before, blacklisting. Yeah. Just go away. You do not need that anywhere in society, and, let alone in music. And in most genres, it's unfortunate, but they don't do that. That is a good thing mm-hmm. and why I, I do um, enjoy yeah. the electronic scene is because, I mean... Electronic music started from, you know, African American, gays, mm-hmm. um, you know, very vibrant. The minority, the, yeah. the minority um, communities, and that's what started dance music. And then because of that, mm-hmm. basically, um, still transfers to this day that, like, if you do something that's really fucked up, oh, you're yeah. going to get blacklisted yep. even overnight, even if you're the biggest. Mm-hmm person in the scene yeah which that's sick what yeah yeah absolutely it doesn't matter who you are it's funny uh i'm remembering now that promoter i can't remember his fucking name the dude in pa i know exactly who you're talking and about. i've played and one they, of his shows he ripped that girl off he's uh, done everything what's, what's that oh i can't yeah remember. i don't remember he booked apache apache never played and all this shit yeah. went down like all this stuff and that's another one where word travels so fast and you are done so it's you know, I don't want to say DJs and producers and fans and promoters or whatever have to walk on eggshells in the scene because that's kind of what it's making it sound like. You don't. There's a lot of acceptance of a lot of different things. But as soon as you start either scamming people, 
date raping people or whatever that's borderline criminal or criminal, it's over. It's done, you know? And that's not always the case. Hell, look at Metal and Azalea Dying. Uh, Tim Lambesis, the lead singer of Azalea Dying, he tried to hire a hitman to kill his wife. He went to prison. Now he's back, and they're doing a world tour. That would never and happen in EDM. Never. Not never. in a million years. Mm-hmm. So, so that's just a difference. Yeah. And, I mean, you can think what people can out there can think what they want about it, but yeah. I mean, what can you say about yeah. whatever, it's, you know? I, I, I definitely, that's a definitely a positive in EDM is there's just no bullshit. Even though there's a lot of bullshit, there's no real bullshit. Not, not like that. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Exactly. So, all right. My number three is Infected by Alpha Noise and Bass System Ehide Remix. I fear this is my last recording, as the battery is about to die, and I will soon follow. That's the first true dubstep song I put on this, uh, my top 10. Um, and it's my favorite dubstep song. Um, it's just, so a couple things that, that riser, that 303 Roland acid riser acid is, is a type of sound in EDM and it is probably my favorite out of all sounds that there's a, there is a, uh, hardware called Roland 303 back in the day. And that would create a lot of those sounds. And that is what, um, that originally comes from, and it was used a lot in the old school sounds. And the, when people still use it in like new school stuff, it's like, damn, because they can really do just about anything with it now. You can even play guitar and turn it into Roland, so or turn it into three or three. Um, so yeah, I like that. I like the fact that they use uh, samples from one of my favorite movies, Shaun of the Dead, which is an amazing parody horror film. Um, and also, E. Hyde is just incredible with his sound design. It's like, I don't know, it's crazy. Good, hard shit. There's, I don't really have too much else to say about it. Just It's just a fucking solid tune. So I agree. Yeah. I like E. Hyde, so. Yeah, E. Hyde's legit. It's E-H apostrophe, or not apostrophe, exclamation, exclamation point. point. Yeah. D-E. Yeah, did I get that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So if you want to look him up, that would be how to spell it. All right, down to the top two. What is your number two? My number two is Dead Mouse Strobe Club Edit. So Dead Mouse is probably my favorite artist. I actually I think it's safe to say is my favorite artist ever. But, he, but he's your number two, so which is that's really interesting. Um, because he just makes consistently good tracks. Sure. Um, it's not my number one favorite track. Sure. He doesn't make my number one favorite track, okay. but he is my number favorite one favorite artist, favorite not favorite track artist yeah. because he consistently just makes so much stuff that I like. And for those of you that are familiar and aren't familiar, why I say that is because it's the dude that wears the really big Mickey Mouse mask. 
Yes. <laughs> and it lights up its stuff and Um yeah. yeah, and and basically he's the reason why one of the main reasons why he started producing mm. and um DJing. He's got his own um, label that's really sweet and he does Oh my god, yeah, Mousetrap is yeah. amazing. And I just love the fact that he does all these is very interactive with his fans. He's probably the most interactive artist ever. Does he still do I would even that? Say. Yes. Coffee driving thing. Yes. In Toronto. And he, and he constantly streams and talks to people on his yeah. website. Um, so he used to pick all up people. All the time. He lives in Toronto and he used to pick up people in his Ferrari. No, he, he has different cars. He different but cars. But he, yeah, he's, he's done like coffee runs with the mayor. Very wealthy. Skrillex, yeah. Diplo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a good guy for the most part. Occasionally. He's very spicy and I yes. like it. That's that's He's one of those people that will say something and... He never crosses the line, but he always flirts eh, with it. He gets very he close, it. yeah. And <laughs> it'll p- either piss off a fellow DJ or producer or whatever, or piss off a group of fans. And usually, he he's never, he, I don't say he's never wrong, but he's not wrong most of the time. Because he, he'll call people out on the People don't like being of, called out. Yeah, so like, right. there are certain things in the genre that, so he'll call out, he'll fucking blast people's ghost producers. You know, he'll be like, hey, Steve Aoki good Martin Valwerk track, you know? <laughs> like, he will he will call out people um, for things that they do that they don't want anybody else to know that they do, whether they're taking shortcuts or whether they're doing something live that, you know, they're, he, they're, the whole thing with um, pre-recorded sets and he would call out who, oh, who yeah. did that shit and all that. Because he is authentic. I think that would be the best way to well, describe him. Well, the thing him. is, he does all his visuals at his house. Mm-hmm. He makes all his own music. He's one of the, probably the craziest home studio ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, and he's in a car, so he he's nerdy as hell. <laughs> yeah, into cars, and makes his own shit. Yep, which is awesome. And yeah. the, and how he got his mouse is actually he and his dead mouse. Or, actually, yeah how how <laughs> how he got his name Dead Mouse is interesting too. Yes, um, for those who don't know, he used to be a computer repair technician or something, and he found a mouse inside of a computer tower mm-hmm. and decided to name himself Dead Mouse. Yeah, which is hilarious. That is funny, and you know what you you know what's really funny is because when you when you you encounter the noobs and they go, "Dude, Demo Five, so lit." Oh, and I you're like, yeah. What? Um, what? Are you serious? I say it though to troll people, <laughs> but that's just a, that's just because yeah. of those people. Those are the people I'm trolling. Sure, absolutely. Um, so you know, yeah, I I can't disagree. Strobe Strobe was probably one of the first tracks I heard that was using eight bit. Like yep. that sound is such a cool sound, and uh, people use it in remixes a lot, like eight bit remixes. But the fact that he was able to like do a real nice type of, uh, I don't know, it's very cool arpeggio in that in that most well, of that track, known for right? Arps, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's uh it's really cool. It's a cool tune. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's a sweet track. It's a good number two. Um, for me, my number two track is. Till It Hurts, Yellow Claw, featuring Aiden, Looney Tunes Remix.
All right, so there's so much going on in that tune. Um, again, it's another trap style track. This was a set list regular for me. I would have to play it all the time just because it's so cool. Yellow Claw is probably the most high energy uh, trio, I guess you would call them, that I've seen live. I saw them at Liquid, uh, RIP Liquid, but I saw them at Liquid oh. a couple years ago. Uh, it's two DJs and a rapper guy, and they just like go off like crazy they do a lot of really cool trap heavy trap stuff um and they collab with looney tunes consistently um because they're all from uh the netherlands um so and there's only like five people live in the netherlands so yeah dude it's crazy the netherlands belgium whatever that area uh whether it's hard style or like trap style or stuff it's there's so many amazing DJs and producers from that area, but it's such a small area. That's probably how they all know each other. Yeah, it has to be. It's kind of like metal in Gothenburg, Sweden. That's like the same thing. There's so many metal bands from from Gothenburg, Sweden. There's so many uh, hard style, trap style guys from the Netherlands. I mean, there's so, so many that can't even count them anymore. Um, but this song, it's cool for a lot of reasons. You just heard it's got hard style, it's got trap. But the music video... And I, we talked about this in hip hop with with uh, this is America and the music video makes the song. This music video, you'll it's one of those where you'll watch it and then you'll be like, okay, time to go make a lot of money and just fucking party like crazy because there's Lamborghinis, there's private jets, there's really good looking girls. The whole thing, it's like of course it's a microcosm when you look at it, but it's it's like in a weird way inspiring. You're like. All right, I'm about to like be successful as fuck. I can't tell you how many times that I had writer's block as a producer, and I was so unmotivated to do anything. And I'm like about to hang it up, like I'm fucking done. This is stupid. And then I would like watch that video, and I'd be like, Nope, I'm getting back at it because I just want to be sick like those dudes, you know. Um, so that's fucking love. That's just a sweet song. I don't know. You heard that song before? It's pretty popular. Um, yeah, I have. I'm not a big, I'm not really big into it, but I Mm -hmm. see why you would like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it, it was everything that I wanted to DJ, uh, put into one track. So that's why I like, and, and, uh, the chick in it, she's really hot, but she has awesome vocals. She's really good range and stuff. So, uh, I like that too. All right. Drum roll. Number one. Number one for me is going to be by Orbital Halcyon on and on. So this track is just structured absolutely so well, and it's just a timeless track. I mean, I think this track is actually from, like, early 90s, okay. which is, if you listen to it, sure. it's kind of very surprising. Mm, yeah, it doesn't sound like the production quality is that bad. Right. Um, and Orbital is just known for that, like, just be- having really super high-quality music production and just being a pioneer in electronic music, and... Um, I think this actually might be the first electronic song I even ever listened to, period. So that's a big deal in I, itself, yeah, right? considering I kind of grew up with the, the stuff. Um, so it's just very influential. Um, 
And oddly enough, my mentor, Justin, mm-hmm. who you gave a shout out to earlier, this is his favorite song too. Oh, there you go. Which is odd. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's just really good. I really like it. And um, it'll always be my number one favorite song. And it is actually my number one favorite song of all time. Okay. Too. Of all time in any Period. genre ever. Period. Wow. So That's a big deal. Yeah, it's just it's just the the vocals, everything about it. There's there's not literally a bad thing in the whole song. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. It's progressive trance. I love progressive trance, especially it sounds ahead of its time, like you said, not just from a production quality standpoint, but it sounds like something that Armin would have made in 2013 or whatever. Um, right. So it's well, yeah. Armin could never make anything this good. Okay. <laughs> but fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, it's uh it's awesome. Are the are the people that or the guy or I don't know whoever produced it? Does he still do stuff? Uh, it's actually two. Okay, two of them. Um, and they it's weird because they wear these like little blazer things. Mm. You'll have to look them up, look okay. up a picture. But um, yeah, they still play out. They still make music. Have you seen them live before? No. So is that a bucket lister? Yes. Okay. Are they from Europe? Yeah, I do not know. I think mm. so. Okay. I th- I think so. I think they're from the UK. But don't quote me on that. All right. Um, yeah. If if you know, tell us because we like to know. But and and if you know that they're playing around anytime soon, we'd like to know. Um, no, that's that's a solid number one pick, dude. It's pretty sweet. Um, and it to say that it's your favorite song ever is huge. So yeah, well, know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, all right. So my number one, we just talked about Dead Mouse or Dead Mouse Five. You know, this is. AU5 or Aus, however you want to put it. That's his name. Uh, Featuring IYFFE, Flower of Life. So that song, I that's that is my favorite. I mean, I know it's my favorite EDM track, but it's just seriously, you have to listen to the whole thing because it's there's so much trance in it. There's like a lot of trance music, and then it just dubstep. Like it, I, I it's hard to mix those two together because they're just completely different vibes. But AU5 or however you pronounce it, uh, he does just a perfect job. Even the second drop is like half timed into like a trance, or I mean double timed into a trance drop, like. And, it, and then it goes back to dubstep again. Um, the dude is, and I, he's played. In, I think he's played in Cleveland before. I think he played. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him. One of those big ones. I've seen him like three times. Actually, yeah, in in this area. Okay, and he and he is just like from a composition standpoint, everything is perfect. There is not a flaw in that music. From the right before that drop, that that drum. Oh, that drum fill is absolutely ungodly. You know, it's like it's so raw. Yeah, yeah. It's just everything in in the track. There's so many really good arps. Um, the the uh texture of the uh dubstep drops are just like just ungodly. He is my favorite producer. That's why I hesitated to say that Looney Tunes is my they're my favorite DJs, but. 
AU5, favorite producer. AU5's a great DJ, too, if you've never seen I him. I haven't seen him, and that's he another is, bucket uh, list. Yeah, you know? very good. He's yeah. just very talented. Yeah. Very, very talented. The guy is, and he used to do stuff with, and this is a fun fact that you'll, again, we always talk about learning stuff. He used to do a lot of collaborations with a guy named Fractal. Oh, I love, Fractal's great, too, man. So do you know what Fractal used to do as his day job? No. Fractal was the keyboardist for Enrique Iglesias. Bullshit. I'm dead serious. I was friends with him on Facebook for a while, and um, I didn't, that's he would always, crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. He would, uh, you know, post about going on his tour and stuff because he would make his EDM stuff on the side on the tour bus and all that. And when you're when you're on tour with Enrique Iglesias, you're you've got the nines. You gotta be making bank. Dude, you're making man. bank, and you've got the nines. You've got you got a beautiful tour bus. You're treated like a king. You know all that stuff. Um, and I at first I thought he was kind of BSing, so I like. Uh, Enrique Iglesias did like some performance on a New Year's Eve, one of those shows, and I'm like, all right, cut to the keyboards, cut. To- like, dude, that's fucking fractal. He's right there, just like jamming out to some like la- Latina music, you know. And uh, I was like, dude, this is so lit. And he eventually ended up like voluntarily stopped stopping to tour because he wanted to produce more, which is crazy because you think about it, you're like, dude, you gave up that opportunity. And actually, he went around and, and was like responding to people that were saying, like, dude, I can't believe you gave up that opportunity. He's like. You know, it's really easy to say that, and I understand where you're coming from, but, like, if you really want to grab something by the horns, like, full, you you got to just Dedicate. follow your dream. Yeah, you you know, it, it, you might have, like, the most secure job in the world, and this should speak to everybody. You might have the most secure job in the world, but if you really want to go do something, then you got to make sacrifices to do it. Um, you know, I'm not trying to flex, but when I had a you know i had a bunch of day jobs and then i started my own company which liquid sound records who this podcast sponsored by and i for the longest time was so afraid to take that leap to do it full time because i just didn't it's just such a scary concept to to really be on your own with no discipline or structure nobody telling you what to do where to be when to be there um no paycheck every week or every two weeks and then you just have to take that leap because once you take that leap, nine times out of ten you're going to succeed. Just because if you're taking that leap, you you have that passion. The passion's there. Everything else will come too, but the passion's there, and that's the most important part to uh, taking that step to becoming a successful entrepreneur. So Fractal did a really good job doing that, obviously, and I believe he's still making some pretty sick shit uh, now. Um, and anyways. AU5 collabed with him a lot, and yeah, they made some really good stuff. There's a song called Crystal, Crystal something or other. I don't remember. It's a really good collab between those two. Um, so that's my number one. Um, and now we got bonus time here. Uh, Ian and I have clips of tracks that we have produced. Um, Ian, I'll let you start with, with yours. Tell us about this track. Tell the name, the history behind it, the subgenre, whatever you want to say, and then we'll play it. Um, so this is probably at the height of my local career, although mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll have a bigger height later yeah, on there's in life, always but a, yeah. I don't know. Um, and, and this one also has the most plays on my SoundCloud. Basically, it's just, I took the most like down tempo, grimy stuff, but mixed it with female vocals mm-hmm. chops. And um, I mean that's basically the track. It's it's nothing too fancy. It's actually pretty simple. Um, but it has but, a really good sound 
qual like it, it doesn't sound like a local producer maybe. yeah so so i i spend a lot of time on my sound design and really mixing things down i probably mm. spent actually collectively 20 plus hours on this track mm. and that's probably lowballing it um so yeah i just i try to really and kind of my signature sound is using really weird vocal sure chops and sure. stuff like that and just kind of grimy and this collecting perf the perfect drum samples and that's kind of what i do and people think that we're not all virtual riot here we can't all make a five five minute like epic banger. well well i can it's just no, I can't. it's the problem is <laughs> is i actually write the majority of the whole song in five ten minutes okay. and if you ever if anybody who knows me i mean they'll tell you they they sit down they watch me work i bang something out real quick the problem is mixing down and then replacing certain samples that you sure. originally had with better ones right. and it's what can i do differently here to really make this kind of more of a timeless track than a bullshit give it longevity right right because anybody could sit and make a five ten minute mm -hmm. track but yeah. it's it's making it different and unique and spending that extra time to really kind of iron out stuff sure and that's more of the producing standpoint, but yeah, yeah. than so, the creative standpoint. Cool. All right. So, what's the title of the track? Um, distant. All right. Let's check it out. things i noticed right away one that snare is so badass it's like a, a <laughs> industrial like i don't even know like someone banging on a uh, railroad tire yeah <laughs> yeah that's just like it's one of those things that uh, it's really unique and it really makes it pop rather than just having a basic snare so that was cool second thing is there's something that a lot of producers don't do especially locally or producers that are up and coming is they don't fuck around with the composition too much for there's just either a lack of creativity or a lack of uh, understanding music theory. What you did there right in the middle with that false bass drop was yeah. like awesome, right perfectly in the moment. It was just like, boom, it takes you back and then right back into it. So that was, that's pretty sweet. You know, I think the track was. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. I guess my turn. Um, uh, this is, so for those who don't know, again, I don't do this anymore. I don't, producer DJ. yeah he does he's gonna he's gonna come out of retirement <laughs> brandon <laughs> wants to bring me back for a one-off sometime i guess i'd do that but i don't know i think i i'm never gonna close the door you know i could be 40 years old done with the whole band thing and then might want to come back to to doing this there's and, and that's something else that people need to hear is there's no expiration date on success people think oh my god i'm 40 i can't do this anymore i'm past that no 50 no they're they're Sure, there are marketing humps that you have to get through when you get a little bit older, but there is never a day where you should be like, "Oh, I'm you know I'm too old for this." You never want to do that. It's all about doing it for your happiness, first of all, not to do it to be famous or successful. But even if you want to be famous or and or successful, again, no expiration date on that. Just just doesn't matter. Always always give it another shot. So 
Um, I'm going to remain open, door open, on maybe Akuma coming back at some point in a few years. Um, focused on the band stuff right now. But um, this was a track that I never got to release. So when I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my next step, whether I wanted to continue Akuma or uh, you know start something else, I was producing and I did this track and I was really hyped to put it out. And then I kind of fell into the whole band thing. And by then I made my announcement and everything. So I kind of put it in the back burner and I'll probably release the whole thing if or when I come back. Um, it still needs a little bit of work. It is a work in progress, but uh, this is Critical Density. I don't know why he's retiring, <laughs> but uh, I guess I, I I have no I don't know. Mm. It's it's good. Um, I I really like it. Um, I like that right before the drop too. Mm-hmm. The let me see you pop that. Whoop. Let me see you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's got. I like how in the build too. Something that's interesting, and I might actually steal this idea. Okay, is in the build you have that offbeat mm-hmm. um vocal. Mm. Hope. Yeah. Hope. And I yeah. I always use that on my drops and stuff, but I okay. never thought to put it in the build. Yeah, so what I I remember actually producing this, and I was just having trouble filling it out. Sometimes these builds are really hard to fill out. People don't yeah. realize. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, whether, it's very very difficult. You don't want to add too many sweeps. You don't want to add too many reverses or anything like ridiculous. You kind of just want to want to do a good build that's not too. Because I've I've I'm guilty. I've made builds that are just completely clusterfucked with all kinds of shit. And it, and it makes the volume too loud and yep. distorts and there's just, yep. you fill space so quick. Right. So I had everything there except for like, it was just missing one little thing and I'm like, I've got this, this vocal sample. If I put it on the offbeat where the stuff is missing, maybe it'll sound good. No, yeah, it's actually a really brilliant idea. I might steal that. <laughs> I've had it, man. I didn't patent it, so it's all you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I really like the sense in the beginning, too. It reminds me of another artist I can't really quite think of, kind of like hmm. AU5 and Fractal. Okay. Um, hey, man, I that's can't like remember. a huge compliment. Yeah, so. I can't remember their name. I'll have to... Remember. So here's the other problem I'm going to end up having is when I, quote-unquote, retired, I sold my MPC-225, or MPK-225. I sold my uh, Machine Studio MK2. Should have never done that. Well, I'll, I can always get them back. Not get them back, but get new ones. And by then, fuck, there might be some brand new awesome right. shit to get. So, um, yeah. If for those who don't know, that's hardware. <laughs> you can produce without hardware. It's just way harder. Well, um, yeah. I mean, actually, most of my tracks I produced right on my laptop. Really? You don't Not use even... keyboard or anything? No. MIDI triggers? Nothing like that? No, I play everything out oh. on the keyboard on my laptop. Under, okay. Um, but I, yeah, I made actually all my biggest tracks were done that way. Um, and just meticulous listening. Sure. Um, but lately I've been getting into, I've, I mean, now I got a full blown crazy ass studio Yeah. and like all my tracks I've been working on now, I'm actually playing them all out and stuff instead of having to do it with my hands, which is a lot nicer. Oh yeah. I can do a lot more that way. Right. Um, and not be limited. Right. But yeah. And now with your electronic uh, drum set you can do some oh fucking sick ass fills like in that the AU5 yeah. track you know very <laughs> very excited about yeah. using that yeah 
All right, well, that wraps this up. Um, we went way over usual, but that's okay. I hope you're still listening. And if you are still listening, again, please subscribe, Spotify, or iTunes, or both. Rate five stars. Uh, we've got, so that was week three. So we've got four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got five weeks to go. Um, next week is pop. Ian is dreading the fuck out of it. But true, true. He is going to rise to the occasion and come up with 10 pop songs that he even tolerates we can say um because again with country there was very few that actually liked so we can go with that route louder than life returns september 27th through the 29th highland festival grounds at the kentucky expo center with guns and roses slipknot disturbed rob zombie and more go to louderthanlifefestival.com for everything um i also want to say just because we're doing this countdown series doesn't mean we're done with guests. So if you tuned in originally, if you were one of the first people to listen to this podcast because we had some sweet guests on, please don't panic that we're not doing that anymore. We're just doing this countdown uh, through week eight, and then we're going to have some sick guests on. And we're not going to just have just metal or just whatever. We're going to have a lot of different guests, uh, different eclectic people, business, music, whomever that you know sparks our right. interest or everybody else's we've got a lot of really cool stuff yeah. lined up i just want to add that we do we have we have some people that are already booked uh for for this late summer early fall uh as soon as we get the countdown segment uh finished so hope you're enjoying it so far again next week is pop music uh and uh as always we're out <laughs>